Hello and welcome to the Men of Action, where we bring on stellar men who felt like a zero until they awaken that word in themselves, so a way they can help themselves, their families, the communities, and above else, be a guiding light to other men who are struggling. Today I got Mike. Mike is a stellar guy. Mike is a guy who's helping people go from dad bod to fit bod. And today I can't wait to hear a story, what he's been through, and what inspired him to help other men go from unhealthy living to live to living a better life. So Mike, welcome to the pod. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, bro. Thanks for having me on, dude. I appreciate it. Oh, of course. Hey, I see guys trying to help inspire other men to not only be better in shape, but also to help them be better men. Whether that's to their families, to their friends. And that's what this whole podcast is going is helping men go from inaction to action. Becoming those action takers to step it up in their own lives, in their families, and in their communities. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mike? Love it, dude. Um, yeah, so uh, Michael Fusler, I am 30 years old. Um, I live down here in uh, central Indiana. Um, I'm a father of a two-year-old and a one-month-old. Um, been married for, this will be year four. Married four years, two kids. Um, went. Uh, I've had a bunch of odds and ends jobs my my whole life, um, and then this just this past year, or so just decided um, just to kind of put all my like my my life experience, my um, stuff I've been through, uh, my childhood, all all the stuff, and just put it all together um, into kind of a a one um, kind of a one if you will, like a one-stop shop coach, um, whether it's fitness, fatherhood, um, you know, life, whatever it may be, just basically what your whole podcast is, dude, just um, taking what I've gone through in my life, stuff that I've gone through, challenges and how I've gotten through those and now use those uh, experiences to help other people get through the same thing. That's awesome. What, what made you make that decision to go all in in the coaching? Um, I, I, I felt like I was just in a rat race, right? Like just the, the typical, like, uh, all right, I'm, I'm working this job. It's fine. And now I'm doing it for a year or two and it's, all right, I, I don't want to do this forever. What's, what's next? Let's go somewhere else. Same thing. This, this job is cool. It's fine. A year or two in, all right, I can't do this for 30 more years. Like what's next. And then we move on to the next and it's, all right, well now let me find something that makes more money and. You know, I just felt like I was chasing. I was running a race that had no ending. Um, okay. So, yeah, I just I, I could tell that I was getting tired. I was going to be exhausted. I was going to be let down at the end. Um, so I just you know saw a bunch of you know a lot of um, I saw like a need for um, people just that were in my. I felt like there was something missing in my. Uh, my area like there was there's obviously fitness people out there everywhere there's um, you know all different types of of you know coaches if you will um, mm -hmm. but I just felt like there was a a piece of fatherhood that was that was missing and okay. specifically you know like a like a health a health coach fitness geared towards fathers because it's it's different than, you know, a, a 20 year old 
single dude trying to tell you, you know, here's here's how you can lose weight and, and that's mm-hmm. fine. There's there's ways to do that, but the schedules aren't the same. Right. So I decided that I wanted to start mine and, and gear it towards people who I understand their schedule. I understand when you're getting up at three in the morning because you're, you know, your kid's crying or something like that. The last thing I want to do is when my kid's crying at three in the morning is, is go work out. Right. Or, you know, if I'm running late because we got so much stuff to do, the last thing I want to do is go home and then spend 30 minutes to an hour in the kitchen cooking something, you know, good, clean. Like it's easy to run through something like fast food. So now like I've, you know, I want to create systems to help people so that dad, men, we won. First and foremost, we have somebody next to us running this race with us. Mm -hmm. We have other men joining together in this, this uh, privilege that we call fatherhood and leading our families, but we're doing it together because there's a lot of stuff out there is just, um, you know, men and especially dads and fathers are, are we're, we're told to be the, the head of our household, the leader of our family, the leader of our wife and, you know, the leader for our kids. But we don't have anyone helping us go through it. We're just told, hey, figure it out. Right. And some a lot, you know, there are people who just we, we figure it out. And there are some people who are like, I can't do this. Like, I'm, I'm out. Like, I, I, I got no nobody help me. Um, so. That's just kind of where it all came from. And I was just like, man, I, I want to help. I want to help people. And I've, I've noticed when I feel like when I feel like I'm helping someone, that's when I finally feel like I'm fulfilling a purpose. Sure. You're not feeling like you're just someone at the office, just like one more body. Right. Right. Especially right. I think of the way companies are kind of run now versus where they're run, let's say, 20, 30 years ago where it was more of a family dynamic. Now it feels like more, you're just like a body at an office. Right. So exactly. No, I think that's very noble for you to recognize that kind of need that. And that's what's something with guys too, is like a lot of times, the more we, whether we get into relationships, marriage and kids, the more our friendships kind of dwindle because mm-hmm. obviously we'll sacrifice whatever it takes to make the spouse and the kids happy. And sometimes right. we will neglect our own needs and, Men need men. I mean, just simply put, yep. we need each other. So it's trying to find that balance of this is what we need. And we, we need people to help us relate. Like you said, when you have a screaming kid, whether they're sick, nightmare, whatever, at three o'clock in the morning, you know, you need someone to be like, okay, dude, I understand why you didn't get to the gym. Just right. go tomorrow, basically. <laughs> right. So whatever you can, like, yeah. make a schedule and have someone help you through it. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, I think the more uh, the more men that rally around each other and we link arms and and run this this race that we're called to not just live but we're called to lead. Um, mm-hmm. I just there's just such a there's a big responsibility um, as men, whether it's in you know our friend group, our our marriage, our kids, um, our our job. Like society, just it, we we look to men, and it's our. I just feel like it's our duty, our responsibility to lead the correct way. Um, so the more people that we have, you know, linked arms, gathered around together saying, all right, here's what I'm going through. How can I work through it? Like, how can I adjust my schedule? Because, you know, this is this is happening right now with my kids. Who can I talk to that's gone through this or that, hey, you know, you've got two, three kids. What do you do when this, this and this happens? Like, how can I navigate through this? 
if it happens to me and I got nobody to call, text, you know, walk through it, I'm either on a short fuse and just immediately getting angry at something or it just, it'll ruin my day. Cause I just, I don't, I don't know how to handle it. So right. even me, like I need someone to be like, Hey, what do I do when this happens? Like, how do I, how do I walk through that? So how do you go about when someone's, let's say someone doesn't know the type of man that should be, let's say a friend or a mentor, how do you help someone with that kind of caliber? Because obviously there's a lot of guys out there who um, maybe not, maybe less motivated or less know-how as well. Like they don't know what to do either because they don't have another guy of themselves. So they just like to complain about this situation versus do something about it. So how do you kind of help somebody basically find like a good man to lead them, support them and go through life with them? Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, with, with me and my kids, like, I try to always, and it's taken me a while. Like I've, when, when our daughter was for like first born, like, you know, for me, like newborns, like newborns are really, for those who don't know, newborns are pretty chill. Like they just eat and then they sleep. But oh, once they get older, like, you know, they, yeah, they get, you know, they get a little, a little more fussy, you know, this, that, and the other. So I didn't, I didn't know how to handle it. So mm-hmm. if I have it in my head of how I want things to go, right. We're going to, you know, my daughter, for example, when she was when she was young, we're gonna feed her, we're gonna lay her down, and she's gonna go to bed. Right. Well, then you'd feed her, you lay her down, and then she'd fall asleep. But then, like in an hour, like she's crying. Well, now I'm like, all right, this is not going as I planned. Like, now I'm about to get real mad now because that was the only way I knew how to handle situations was anger. Okay. So it it got to a point for me where, to your question, like. One, I think something when it comes to when it comes to your spouse, when it comes to your kids, what makes like a man a good leader? I think one is handling situations the right way. And I think two is for your your spouse and your kid is being that that steady, even keel presence when mm-hmm. when things go crazy and the kids are screaming and all this stuff's going going wild your wife needs to be able to turn to you and like you're not also screaming going nuts like freaking out like because now now the whole house is just chaos right right so if if kids are screaming and your wife looks to you and you're just like hey we're gonna get through it it's gonna be okay like that just immediately kind of just levels out the house a little bit um Mm -hmm. and uh something that i i try to work through is you know, when a certain situation comes up, the way you handle it right now is how your kids are going to handle that same situation 15 years from now. Correct. Absolutely. Like what, what your kids, how you, how your kids see you handle situations, that's going to be how they handle situations. Yeah. And you it's, know? It's, it's incredibly young that they just see that because how things are not in the home. And we wonder sometimes why kids, act the way they do but then when we see the parents acting the way they did it's like okay got it yeah you see i mean like when i was when i was you know when i was growing up and even into my early like early marriage early stages of, of like being a dad like i if something didn't go how i had it planned in my head my immediate action was anger okay like i was just i was very mad all the time because it didn't go how i thought and 
I look and I, I learn so much almost every single day about, you know, as, as you're a, you're a spouse and you're a dad, like where you learned it from. I learned it from my parents when, when, the, when a situation would occur when I was a kid, it was, you know, my dad would immediately get angry at something or my mom would immediately yell or scream. Well then, and then you start to d- dig a little bit deeper. It's okay. Well, how did they learn it? Well, they learned it because that's what they saw. Right. They saw the same thing when they were kids, their parents got mad and yelled at them and screamed and, you know, beat them, what, like whatever it may be. So it's just going to keep going down until somebody, until, you know, uh, a father, you know, um, a mother, whoever it is says, all right, we're going to break the cycle here. Like this, this family cycle of anger and of, you know, depression, whatever it may be, whatever is a, is just a, um, a curse on your family. That's going to end here. Like, like for me on, on, on my end and my side of the family, I told myself anger, the, the, the always angry at everything. It was going to stop with me. And there's still obviously times that I get really like, I, 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 lose my my cool or whatever it may be but like it's not as bad as it was it's not as bad as it was two years ago not as bad as it was four years ago so now i know in a year from now i'm going to be even better than i was now and my kids won't see that that's awesome that's you know it takes a lot of bravery and courage to be the one who's going to say who's going to break be that cycle breaker that no longer this pantry. I mean, yes, we're all susceptible to anger and frustrations and everything that comes out. It's like how you work through it, how you handle it. So what's helped you to handle some of the anger? So, we, you know, it, today is a lot better than two years ago from a year ago, right. six months, three months. What's really helped you to be that man of action to control that anger? Well, like I said, I think I didn't want my, I didn't want my kids to see it. Right. And I didn't want, my kids to still, I didn't want them to grow up. And then now they're angry at everything. Mm-hmm. And I just, I learned that at the end of the day, anger really is not going to solve your problem. Like I was li- literally just, you know, was watching uh, church today. And one of the, one of the notes said, uh, anything you can do when you're, when you're angry, you can do a whole lot better when you're not angry. Like you can do everything and you can do it when you're mad, but you can do it twice as good when you're not mad. Okay. Everything that you can do, you can do so much better when you're, when you're at peace, when you do it with a a calm presence. Like if Mm -hmm. I had to discipline my kid, like it's a calm conversation. It's a calm explanation. Mm -hmm. It's a, um, it's, it's an, explaining why it's not just you know scream yell and get out of here and i think that's just become i think just getting mad at everything i think it's just the it's just the norm in our society so i think it's something that for me like that's what i want to to stop no that that's awesome especially you know that church sermon that you're listening to that says yeah because it causes you to stop and think, is this mm-hmm. going to be productive? Allow right. my anger to get the best of me, and then that's going to further continue the cycle that I want to break. And then if that continues, I'm going to feel horrible about it, right? Because I'm trying to change right. this. And yeah. then all of a sudden, when that doesn't happen, then it's just like, oh man, now now what do I do? 
So, which mm-hmm. goes back to the earlier point of surrounding yourself with men who can help you do this. So do you have a good solid group that you can rely on that you can call up? Like, let's say within a day's notice, if you're going through something or just sort of release some frustrations. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I got them all over the place, whether it's, um, whether it's here in, you know, a small group that we have, whether it's, uh, guys on Twitter, um, mm. whether it's, you know, friends that are around, maybe that I've, I've grown up with that are in the same season of life as me. Uh, but we, you know, maybe don't live by each other. Like you've got to have somebody that one can walk you through it. But two, I think as, as a, as a man, like you got to keep people accountable. Like, mm-hmm. and I, that's, that's part, uh, having a really good group of men around you. And it's part having a really good teammate and a spouse to say, to call, like, and my wife will call me out whenever, like, I need to. And she'll say, hey, like, you were pretty, you were pretty, pretty mad there. Like, okay. you didn't handle that very well. Like, you got you, you got to have, there's, you got to have both where you got to have people that you can go to and say, hey, here's what happened. How do I walk through this situation? And then you got to have the same people know what you did or how you did it that say right. that was wrong what you did was wrong or people that are texting you. Hey, did you, you know, have, have you, you know, have you read your Bible today? Have you told your kids you love them? Like somebody always keeping you on like your, your highest level. That's awesome. That's no way though. Those friends, those groups, they're diamond in the rust, man. They, they really are. Yeah. I was, you know, on the notion that if you can count on your fingers, you know, some good people can call at a drop of a hat, whether it's one or three or five, and you're blessed. So for you to have, yeah. and that's just kind of nice about social media, when it's used for good, is that connected us to a whole bunch of different people. Like you and I have met through Twitter, and I love all the things that you produce and how you're encouraging men to be good fathers, to be there for your kids. Don't abandon kids, don't leave your kids, you know, don't be that man of inaction who comes home, sits on the couch, turns on the TV, and expects something to be done or fall asleep. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, you know, I do those things, but the first thing you should be do is to greet your kids and to greet your wife and right. show that appreciation. And that way you can go from there and depend on the day you have and type of work, of course. Because obviously there's different right. jobs, different stress levels, but at least the kids will see, you know, from an early age, oh, dad has always greeted us. Dad has always showed mm-hmm. up. Then dad goes, takes a nap and does whatever. Yeah. Because <laughs> they know he's, <laughs> when you get older, you recognize how exhausting jobs are and how yeah. dad might have just gone off a, off a double. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, something, something I try to tell myself is, like, you know, there's dads out there everywhere that are t- like e- every dad I know is tired. Yes. Like we're all tired. Like we all worked. We all, you know, I mean, running around with your kids is exhausting, but they need you, man. Like they, we as men and as fathers, we can't afford to just to sit on the couch and watch time pass by. Like you're every, I try to tell people, man, every single day is a chance because from a, from a little kid's eyes and perspective and viewpoint, like every little thing is the coolest thing ever. 
Right. Like every every single day, every single minute is a chance to like to make their little brain like just make a little memory. And all that over time, it builds up to where they trust you. They you are their comfort. You are their like their safe place. And that bond just builds over time and over time. And the last thing that you want to do is sit back five years from now. I'm like, man, when I was tired every single day from work, I probably shouldn't have just sat on the couch and watched TV and let my kid either watch TV with me or let her or him just do whatever while I just wanted to take a nap. Like I miss you miss out on right. so much stuff. And as we both know, the years go by fast. I mean, they don't slow yeah, down. Man. I mean, years. I mean, but when you wake yeah, up, when, you're tired. Yep. It's long, long days, but the years are short. The years are really That's short. Really they yes. seem like forever, but all of a sudden. Yeah. Days yeah. long, years are short. That's a good way to put it. Man. Yeah. No, yeah. there'll be days where you're like, man, this is this day is dragging along. I am exhausted. We are, you know, kids are button heads, whatever it may be, but you'll take a blink and all of a sudden they'll be two, three, four, five years old and you'll be like, man. I forgot about that day. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's something to always keep in mind that, you know, every day it's just every day that we have is a day to do better. And every day that we're alive, we have a day to make an impact in our families, our communities, and, and ourselves more importantly. Because I always go to the notion yeah. that if we don't take care of ourselves, then how can we take care of anyone else? Right. And that and that really goes to, you know, the the heart of my of my coaching is there is the the fatherhood aspect, but there is the fitness aspect. And mm -hmm. it's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the main reason why, like, it is, it's so important to be healthy, to care yourself, like a good workout routine, like put like to push yourself wherever it's, it's important to be, to take care of yourself and be in shape and be fit as a dad, because now right. you come home and you're not as tired because you're not 50 pounds overweight. Like you're taking okay. care of yourself. You're, you're, you're working out, you're, not eating terrible food so when you come home you're not so sluggish but yeah you may be tired but hey i still got energy for you like i'm i'm working out all the time i'm putting good food in my body so at the end of the day i still have energy left yeah well especially the the heavier you get the harder it is on your sleep and sleep is so important i mean sleep helps regulate our emotions our behaviors it affects how we think and there's so many people these days that are developing sleep apnea Mm -hmm. so which now you need a machine to help you sleep at night which yeah. if you need it you need that and, you know thank god for all the, the medical advancements we've made but you know how much better your life could be if you still lost weight and you still need that machine just mm -hmm. have that better quality of sleep and especially when we put in the right foods in our bodies and not stopping at mcdonald's but maybe doing some meal prepping which it's yep. a challenge in itself finding out which foods taste good with the meal prep right but again it's taking that step and that action step to do better mm -hmm. yeah it's 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 all about why like, it's all about why are you why are you why are you healthy right why are you taking care of yourself you know as a as a as a dad it changes right as a 20 year old 22 year old like why do you want to take care of yourself well, right. I want to be, I want to be in shape. I want to, have, I want to be the best looking dude in my, in my class, in my college, whatever it may be. I want to be able to do, and I want to be able to run a marathon, whatever it may be. As a right. dad, you can still have those. But now, like for me, it's switched a little bit. It's, 
I want to be able to walk my kid down the aisle. I want to be able to walk my daughter down the aisle at her wedding. If I don't take care of myself, someone else is going to do it because by the time she she gets married, I'm going to be dead. Right. Because I put terrible food in my body. I never worked out, never exercised, never did anything to keep myself healthy. And I didn't make it to her wedding. I want to be able to take my son out in the yard and, you know, shoot, you know, shoot basketball with him, play baseball with him, whatever it may be, like run, like go run. I want to go run five K's and 10 K's with my son, with my daughter. I want to be able to go run those if they, if they like running, they want to run. If I'm 300 pounds, I can't do that. Correct. So now there's things that they're interested in that you can't do. So now they're going to go find somebody else and you're missing out on all that time, all that memory. And I think that's a big wake up call for actually a lot of guys. I'll hear that quite a bit when they're like, they'll wake, they'll wake up one day and be like, listen, I'm gonna have to walk my daughter down the aisle one day. Like, I wanna yeah. be there. I don't want, like you said, I don't want someone else doing it. I want that to be my spot. Yeah. I'm not gonna let someone else take the spot that, that's mine that I helped raise this young girl from right. the time she's in the room to the time she's ready for the groom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it, it gets personal when you change when you change it up a little bit, when you change yeah. it up. Uh, people's specific lives, and not only is there a chance that you may not be there, but there's a chance that this this girl that you helped raise, someone else is going to do your job that you were supposed to do, but you didn't take care of yourself to make it there. That's right. No, I think that's that's a great wake up call, especially with your boy and wanting to play sports or just be active. And that's the other reason you hear about. I was like, it's like I want to be like. You hear about this all the time on Twitter. Like, I want to be six, seven years old and chase my grandkids. Right. So. Yeah, exactly. I mean, be the be the Jack grandpa years That's down right. the road. <laughs> hey, especially with supplements nowadays and things getting better and that things are natural and healthy. Yeah. There's, and I was just talking to someone about this today. It's like, there's so much that we have now with technology and advancements that there really should be no reason we shouldn't have high energy levels. I know our food qualities definitely change just from a nutritional value. So it's trying to figure out what can we do to supplement that? You know, what can we do to make sure we further take care of our bodies and not go to Starbucks and have a drink that's a thousand calories. But, you know, if we go to Starbucks for a business meeting, get black coffee where it only has, you know, what, maybe a couple hundred calories, but if that, but it's more healthier. Right. You know, find yeah. out different alternatives. That way you can make sure your health is. I know when I'm eating right and taking care of myself, I feel excellent. When oh, I you feel great. Deviate from that. Then I don't just have an off day, but it might be a few days by the time my blood system works through everything. It's just something I've naturally discovered. Right. I'm sure you see that all the time with the clients that you see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time and, I've heard from a lot of people and somebody, I think someone told me it was, it was a really good, um, it was a really good thought. And I was like, I said, you know, there's, I feel like we've been lied to about what healthy is and people don't know how to eat healthy. Right. And he told me, he's like, you know, he said, people know how to eat healthy. They're just too lazy to do it. Like, you know, that, you know, that maybe some meat and some vegetables are better for you than a large pizza. You know that. Yeah. Like people know that. They're just too lazy to to do it. They're too they're too lazy, they're too stubborn, you know, they don't care enough to 
to make the switch or to, to replace this food with that food, to eat more of this and less of this, eat less food in general. They just don't have the the discipline or, you know, they're too lazy to do so. And I was like, I've never really thought about it like that. And it was a, it was a really good, it was a really good way to put it. Yeah. The only thing I would say to kind of counter that would be looking at what resources do you have? So do you have yeah. the funds to have it? Do you have the whereabouts? So like I'm from Michigan. So obviously right next to Detroit, if you go to Detroit, there's really no grocery stores. There's a lot of liquor stores, but not a lot of grocery stores. <laughs> and when you go into some of those liquor stores, uh, let's say three bananas, if there's even a banana there, might be three, four, five dollars. Compared to the bag of chips, that's two dollars, and you know you can get your bang for your buck with the chips versus the banana. Because right. it could feed more people. So I always take it when because sometimes I talk to my own clients about health and nutrition, but I always go with the notion of let's look at what you can afford. Let's look at what right. you can actually afford and what resources you have to obtain that because sometimes people really don't have the resources. So a little Caesars five and you know, five dollar pizza is more affordable than getting food, like let's say some steaks, some vegetables, just for yeah. cost benefit. Which is weird that, you know, unhealthy food is cheaper than healthy food, but healthy food's more expensive. Especially with right. the inflation rate we're in now. Like I just got some things I just got some eggs and like last time I buy this type of eggs, it was like eight ninety nine. So I had to go to an alternative egg. This yeah. time it was like five ninety nine. So it's also trying to factor that in as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's not you know it's just like you said. A lot of the stuff is depending on what you buy can be expensive. If you're if you're completely completely new into this, you you don't go from pizza and fast food and all this to organic you know right. organic breastfed beef uh free range chicken and ultra pasture like all that you're yeah. going to get your grocery bill it's going to be 700 dollars. oh easily and then you're going to and that's why and that's where it happens and people are like ah, eating healthy is way too expensive i can't do that you don't need to go you know at least in the the, the switch in the very beginning you don't need to go do all that just mm-hmm. go buy some ground beef and go buy some frozen veggies and yeah. call it a day like you know it you ain't gotta don't get too complicated just keep everything keep everything simple and i think i think it helps on especially on the food cost especially in the beginning because like you said if if you don't have it that that's the only thing you get is organic all this that and the other and all of a sudden your grocery bills 350 bucks yeah you're just gonna quit you're like i'm not eating healthy it's too expensive well also it's good i was gonna say in the in that same sentence though is it as expensive as the possible doctor bill you get five years from now now that's a very good point and yeah. some people are like well i'm not worried about five years from now i'm worried about right. being obviously my family today right um, which is good on one hand because it speaks volume that you can take do what you can to take make sure that there's food and you take care of the family but you know that's one thing that um and i'm trying to promote this more on the channel and even on twitter is the fact that I take care of each other again. Back in the mm-hmm. 50s, 60s, 70s, and maybe a little bit into the 80s, communities took care of each other. If someone yeah. needed food, someone was there, and maybe you did, you know, maybe to get that food, you might have mowed the lawn. So you get that social exchange going on. We don't do that as much anymore. We don't really take care of each other. And yes, I'm sure there's still communities out here that if you need food, they'll take care of you, but I don't see it as frequent. There's almost like, 
like a sense of pride. Like I can't ask for food. Like I can't ask my neighbor. Yeah. Even if like I would do X, Y, and Z back. You know, when it comes back to like a sense of pride, you gotta humble yourself. It's like let's let's focus on taking care of each other. Let's focus on building back those communities where if you're hungry, I'm gonna feed you. I mean, I like you a whole yeah. bunch, but I'm gonna do this for the community's sake of taking care of you. Right. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that's why we were we were created to help people. We were created to give. We were created to to lock arms and and walk through life with people. We weren't we weren't made to do this life by ourselves, and we weren't. We also weren't made to all of the resources that we have as our own people. Like all the stuff that I have, I was, I am created and wired. We as as humans are wired to then give that to people right like we're not meant to just hold it all in for ourselves and be selfish we are meant to give that to people and to me the test of a man is can you give that stuff to somebody with and ask for nothing in return mm. okay like are you because then it's it's okay are you doing it because you can get something out of this person like hey you know I got a lot of chores that need done. I'll give you, you know, I'll give you a couple pounds of beef if you can knock out some of these chores in my house. Yeah. Like, or is it, hey man, I got plenty of food. I got plenty of this, that, clothes, whatever. Take it. You need more, come back. No strings attached. No nothing. Like, that's the that's the test of a man's character. I 100% agree with you. You know, taking your shit off, going back and giving it to somebody else to need. Yep. Oh, those stories are always incredible. Like you hear, uh, I think it was a couple years back, this guy gave his, like, literally gave his own shoes that were literally on his feet and gave it to someone else who just happened to be the same foot size or at least yeah. close enough to it and didn't ask for anything in return. And I think that's, I think that's exactly it that we need to get also back to is find that balance between just giving something food, shelter, whatever they need, just out of the goodness of your heart. Again, expecting nothing in return because then again if you're expecting something in return then it becomes questionable like you said your motives right yeah there's there's strings attached to it or there's um yeah. you know hey remember remember a couple of years ago when i gave you yeah. you know food or i gave you something hey i need i'm, I'm ready to cash in that favor like it doesn't need to be a favor like it just it's how we were created to we were created to be is to help each other yeah yeah, okay, we got just there's just so much we can do, and obviously that's why we focus on ourselves and our families, and focus on our communities, how we can make our communities better. Because that's how we show that we're the difference and the true testament of a man. And that's standing up for what's right, being even tempered, not allowing your temper to get at you. And if you find your temper getting at you and taking over, then maybe find out ways to seek help. But that's an accountability partner, getting some therapy. So I've seen men aren't very likely to go to therapy or something like that or equivalent to and just being more open to learning more tools and it might take you some time finding good counsel therapist or accountability partner or going to your religious leader whether that be a, a pastor in this case yeah or a rabbi or um, i don't know what uh going to the mosque or something like that going someplace to get that extra help that you might need right yeah i mean you gotta have this kind of goes back to you know the whole you know a lot of what we've talked about is you need you need somebody 
You need Correct. somebody who's in your corner. You need somebody who's who's pushing you. Somebody who's there for you. Like you got to have, you know, people who are, you know, who are walking you through life and are also pushing you to do to get out of your comfort zone and be better at the same time. But you know, also are there for you when you're down, pick you up, but also not let you stay there. Yeah. So. And as we all know, that's why we're all in tribes. I mean, we all depend on each other and we all had a role of what to do. And when you don't have roles and you don't have assigned roles, then you don't really have anything. You All you have is a state of confusion. Yeah. Confusion and chaos. Yeah, which likes. People may fight against order, but everyone loves order like kids. Yeah. They don't like they They love rules, but they want to see if you're going to really follow those rules to see really that testament of your character. Because if it's, oh, oh, I can get through this. What else can yeah. I do? That's how we came up with the motto. You give someone an inch, they take a mile, sometimes 10 miles. That's right. So it's like, I know. You know, even I being know. more even tempered, doing all those trials, we're like, nope, I got to stick to this because this kid's watching me. I got to make sure I do good. Or, or this guy's watching me. I can't just lose my control because I just talked to him for two hours about controlling himself, and I can't just let myself get out of control in this one moment. <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred percent true, man. Hundred percent true. Yeah, and it's it's hard. It's because yeah. anger is it's it's so easy, and as guys, sometimes we grow a little bit more physical about it because we mm-hmm. exert it a little bit more. So it's. You know, getting a stress ball and actually, so I found like with stress balls, you have to actually squeeze it. If you get to like a repetitive motion, doesn't do anything. Just it's like the equivalent of like pacing. Right. I I've learned something with me. I think I learned that when you get mad, that is not the reason why you're mad. Right. Right. My my kid spills water on the floor and I get angry. Right. I'm not mad because she spilled water on the floor. There's something else going on in my own life that that was it just got lashed out on the on the water being spilled. There's Correct. something else that like wh- why you're mad, that is not the reason you're mad. There is something else deep inside that you either haven't dealt with mm-hmm. or that you maybe are going through and you're not expressing it or you're not bringing it like bringing it to anyone you're just harboring it in and then one little thing that isn't really the reason that got you upset you're gonna blow up on that one thing and you're gonna hit you're not gonna be happy with yourself yeah and you just kicked on like uh, actually two key terms that are actually defense mechanisms the first one being displacement so that's you being upset about something else and taking out on somebody else so right. your daughter spills some water and you take all that frustration, anger about the water when really it was something else that exactly. was actually you upset. And then the other one would be what's called projection, which you're projecting on someone else, your own insecurities and your frustrations. So you might be glad it's going back to what you said. You frustrated by yourself in some ways that you haven't dealt with. And then you're taking it out on your daughter. In mm-hmm. this case. So really, yeah. I mean, this has been studied and looked at countless times and it's, we know this, and that's the knowledge piece. We just need the wisdom piece of how do we apply it? How do we apply what is going on and what we know? So we kind of stop saying, it's like, every time I get angry, this happens. It's like, good. Mm-hmm. You have knowledge. You get, you know what happens when you get upset. What you lack is the wisdom, and that's knowing how to, what to do to control that anger, to control that anger bug, 
from allowing it to destroy. And that's what that's what anger does. Anger done in an unrighteous way does nothing but leave a volcano of fiery ash and lava amongst everywhere that affects every piece of a relationship. Yeah. Yeah, well, just it just I think that will also kind of help guys out a little bit, knowing that not to be so hard on yourselves, because a lot of guys are really hard on themselves. Because if you talk to a lot of guys, they don't like being angry. They don't like when what anger does to them. And they don't like it what it does. And they're just like, I just don't know what to do with it. I've always yeah. been angry. I've always been frustrated. Yeah. I've always allowed it to consume me. And mm-hmm. it's like you see these guys who are desperate for to getting better and they want to get better. And the first step I always say is stop being hard on yourself and figuring out what causes you to feel angry. Then what's one thing you can do about it? So if you can think yeah. of one thing, at least the two, three things you can do it. So that might be going. And working out, taking a few deep breaths, doing something. Yeah. I try to think about how other people see me when I get mad. Oh, that's a good one. That's ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I because I notice it when, when someone else gets mad, like when a, a parent or when somebody gets mad, say in the store or somewhere, yeah. I'm like, you kind of just kind of embarrass yourself over there. And I'm like, man, that's probably what people think about me when I get like when mm. I would get mad. And I something it was it was early in our marriage, and my wife told me, and this is something that really like sparked me. Is she said she said you know, so you are not very attractive when you're angry, and I was Ooh. like, ooh, ouch, that is that hurt. So like immediately I was like, all right, when I'm like this, my like. Not only do I not really like myself, but my wife is disgusted with me. Yeah. So that's when I was like, all right, there's more than just I got to control this situation. Like, all right, now I'm starting to affect other people, either how they perceive me. You know, they don't want to be around me. They don't feel, you know, I don't want I ever don't ever want my kids to not feel safe with me because all I do is scream. Like, I don't want to be that parent. So that was like kind of like the kickstart of like. All right, we gotta we gotta get this in check before it gets too far. Yeah, I gotta say you have a lot of great whys, and that's what in personal development we always talk about is the why. And I know we mentioned a few times here today is having that why. Like, why do you want to get better? Why do you want to control your anger? Why do you want to be a better father? Why do you want to get in fitness and get in health and go from a dad bod to a fit bod or something equivalent? And for you, it's, I mean, that just hits home when you have a significant other or spouse that says, yeah, you're not attractive. You don't look good. You don't look sexy when you get angry. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah, that's, oh, man. Yeah. You're about... <laughs> about, you have, you have, you're about to say, you want to you tear a man down. Just your wife tells you you're not attractive when you do this, this. All right. I'm not doing that ever again, then. So. Well, and the fact that you care about it, too. Right. A lot of guys, like, yeah. okay, well, you know. You know, sunshine either, you know, exactly. Like, take that into consideration. Mm -hmm. That's what's amazing about you is you took that in consideration. You're like, okay, that means I have to use something I'm unattractive. Okay. And you're a masculine guy. So you can kind of be told that a little bit. It's a little bit easier being told, like, what you're not good at a little bit, especially when it's the truth. But it's also done in a very loving and caring way. Yeah. For the longest time, I, yeah, I for the longest time I was I was very defensive. I'm and someone I still kind of struggle with, but I was always, you know, somebody tells me something, all right, I'm flipping that over. 
I'm not dealing with, with what they're talking about. I'm going right. to flip it over just kind of like you said. And I'm going to I'm going to point out things that they do wrong too. So now they're thinking about what they do wrong, not about me anymore. And I don't have to deal with what they told me. I don't have right. to deal with the, the things that I need to address. We're just going to point the finger back at them. And I did that for so long. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never grew. I never grew. I never got any better. I never, you know, became more mature. I never like nothing. Cause I never had, I never worked on myself. I always just pushed it off to somebody else and told them, Hey, that's, you need to figure out this first before I start working on me. Well, Hey, I'm glad you decided to take that responsibility, you know, humble yourself and to do some of that pride that I'm sure you had uh, pointing out the blame oh, yeah. to everyone else. I mean, that takes guts, man. That takes a lot of guts and ownership when you look at yourself in the man in the mirror and be like, listen, we got to change. Can't be this way no more. Yeah. Yeah. And then work every day of your life to be the best man that you can be possibly. And that's why Mike, yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's the definition of a man of action. It's like always striving to get better, always striving yeah. to be more loving, more caring, more gentle, more compassionate, more assertive, more firm all at the same time. And that takes a lot of work and effort. I mean, yeah, life is effort, but it's worth it, right? It's like no pain, no right. gain. Exactly. Don't stay where you are. Yeah. He's best anybody who's ever happy with just being who they are. Yeah. Unless you, I mean, if you just... stay where you're. Yeah. If you stay where you are, everybody's going to pass you up. You got to keep on moving. Yeah. And then you're just always going to be lying to yourself that you're never happy. You may try to convince exactly. yourself you're happy, but deep down, no one's ever happy the way they are. Right. Talk to the average yeah. person. They want to be where they are five years from now. Yeah. You got to keep growing, man. That's something, you know, something I try to do and something that is another thing that, uh, you know, I, I never really thought about is all. I just thought once I, once I get married, like we'll be good to go. Once I get this job, like finally, like I'll, I'll be there. But man, life is just all about growing. There's a season for everything in life and you're all, you're always in a new season. You're yeah. never in the same season forever, whether that's good or bad. I mean, you could, you know, I've walked through a lot of tough stuff. My wife's walked through a lot of really tough seasons, but those seasons end and there's a brighter season on, on the horizon. And then when you're in that really, really good season, like hold on to it, enjoy it, grow in that season because that good season may not last forever either. You're going to walk through some stuff. But the growth that can happen in that really good season is going to help you when you walk through a dark season that says, hey, when I was, you know, three, four months ago when I was in this really good place, I matured a lot. I grew. I were, I, I put in I put systems in place to help me walk through situations. And mm-hmm. then your season of of challenges come and you're ready you're ready to face those challenges. You're ready to walk through hard times when they come because you worked on yourself in that season of high. Right. Man, that's great explanation right there. For all that's what it's going to take to be a man action. Don't be happy. Don't be content where you are. Always try to do better. I mean, because you have it within you. You You just need to pull it out from yourself. But in addition to have your friends, your family, and everyone else beside you help pull that out, with you and to have that accountability so my guys we wrap it up today 
what is something you want to leave with someone today to help them become a man of action? Someone who's kind of been in action, not being comfortable. How can you speak to them today to help them on their journey to becoming a man of action? Help be a man of action. Man, it's it's one of the big things is is your why. Like, why are you doing this? You know, for like for me, like I've said, for me, it's it's my it's my wife, it's my kids. Like it, it's more than I want to be in shape because uh, I look good when you know I'm I can lift a lot of weights. Like right. that that's 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 not me. Like my my why is I want to be the best man that I can be because that's who my wife deserves to be, mm. to have. I want to be the best man, the best father that I can be because that's what my daughter deserves, what my son deserves. So that way, when they get older. I've instilled these things into them of, hey, take care of yourself. Be, you know, be respectful and loving to everybody. Anybody you see, give them what they need. Give, be that helping hand that someone needs. Give somebody food when they need it. Give someone clothes when they need it. I get to pass, I I get to pass that on to my kids. I, you know, my wife and I get to show our kids how to do that. and. Man, uh, that's a man is a man of action. To me, that that's what a man a man is yeah. someone who is always doing something to help somebody, to better themselves, to serve somebody. Like right. we are called to be the leader of our house, yes. the leader of our family. Like the the head of our household, we are in charge. We are the leader, and it's we aren't the leader as let's tell everybody what to do, but we lead from the front of this is how I'm going to show my kids how to treat people. This is how I'm going to show my kids how to take care of themselves. What the proper foods to eat, the 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 proper way to to show love to their mother, so my daughter knows when she gets older that's how I should be treated. And when my son gets older, he knows that's how I should treat a woman is how my dad treats my mom. Like that's a man of action. That's a, that's the head of your house. That's the leader of your family is you lead from the front. You show your kids, you show your wife, this is how we're going to do things. And you leave a legacy onto them so that everything you've instilled in them, they now grow up and they instill it into your grandkids. And you started something you didn't even know was possible. And that's how you make new cycles and break old cycles. Exactly. So, well, Mike, you heard from you heard from Mike. Be a man of action. Have your why and start leading. No more laying around. No more being mundane life. Start leading. Start taking charge. Leave that comfort zone and become the best man that you can become. That's just trying to do the very best you can. So, Mike, thank you for coming on the pod. And don't worry, your social media will be in the description below. And DM if you're interested in this coaching business, and I'm sure you'll be blessed by it. Hope everyone has a great day. Thanks again, Mike. Bye. Thanks, bro.